today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. This is bizarre. Now, baseball teams at all levels, Major League right on down to the, to the smaller teams, will often hold promotional nights uh, to try to get people into the stands. Uh, you know, there, there's bobblehead nights and, you know, they give away, a, you know, sport bags or something like that. We, they get that. But sometimes they try to come up with unique and they think inventive promotions. Well, a minor league team in Utah, Ogden, Utah, this is, uh, is under fire now for what they were going to promote. It was called Hourglass Appreciation Night. The Ogden Raptors, that's a minor league ball club out there, uh, canceled the night after they got a lot of pushback from this. But here's what they were going to do. They were advertising bodies promising gorgeous women whose curves rival those of any stud pitching prospect. Advertisements decorated with drawings of women in bikinis. And they promised that a different stunner each inning would pose for pictures with the fans at the game. And they thought this was okay in 2017 to have this kind of a promotional night at a game. Well, they've called it off. But the fact that they even proposed it in the first place is, uh, well, mind-boggling, I guess, to an awful lot of people. Let's bring Theo Sellis into the conversation, registered family therapist, president of Integrity Works, and always a welcome guest here on 900 CHML on the Bill Kelly Show. Theo, how are you this morning? I'm fantastic, Bill. How are you? Fabulous. Top of the world. Would you have bought a ticket for, for this, for Hourglass Appreciation Night? You're a sports fan. Look, uh, I might have bought a ticket to the game, but not necessarily for that reason. But I disagree with you. I don't think this is, did you say mind-blowing or mind-boggling? Boggling, mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. It does not boggle my mind that this happens in 2017. Uh, I don't really know if there's any difference between this and the usual cheerleader deal routine. Like, I think they're just being more overt about it. I went, uh, this team happens to be a uh, minor uh, league team that is a farm team of the L.A. Dodgers. So I went to Google L.A. Dodger cheerleaders, and there you go. The pictures of those cheerleaders don't look very much different than the pictures of the women that they had on their promotion. So what exactly is the difference? I don't see it as mind-boggling. I just think this is, this is the way things have gone with sports teams. Uh, as far as I can remember, we sports teams use attractive women to sell tickets, sex sell. So I'm not sure this is any different. So you're coming uh, from this from the standpoint of like the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders, things like that? Well, yeah. What is exactly the difference? I mean, the, the, the Dallas, Dallas doesn't necessarily have uh, put up promotion saying, come watch. Well, maybe they do. Maybe they do say, come watch. You, I think they probably do. You can probably get your uh, signature or get your picture taken with a Dallas cheerleader. I'm going to bet. I don't know this for sure, but I'm going to assume that uh, there are events where you can get your picture taken with a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader or an L.A. Dodgers cheerleader or whatever. This is standard practice, so I'm not sure this is any different. I think it's just, I think it's just uh, a little bit more overt, and people go, holy crap, that's what's happening? That's wrong. But it's happening. It's just endemic, I think. Well, why do we sit here smugly in 2017 and say, oh, no, we don't objectify women anymore. We're past that. We, we know better now. Well, I think, you know what, I think it goes deeper. I mean, the low hanging fruit here, obviously, is the impact of uh, women being depicted in this way on young girls and uh, the uh, fondness of eating disorders and all that kind of stuff. I think that's, that's, the, that's, that's the more obvious uh, uh, sort of uh, problem, and, and that needs to be addressed. But I think, you know what, I think the bigger picture really is, uh, is about uh, objectification anyway in the first place. I think, and I think a lot of people understand what that actually means. I think, I think, I think that, 
we think of objectification, we go, okay, well, women have sex objects. That's not, that's part of it for sure. So basically what it is is if, if you Google it, you'll see the definition saying objectification is the action of degrading someone to the status of a mere object. So basically it's the idea of relating to people as if they are things uh, for your use. So it's, of course, a classic example of saying, well, women are just good for that. But I think the problem, larger problem, is that we tend to objectify people pretty much all the time. I think that that's the problem, is when we relate to people as what we can get from them, what we can use them for. We do this in our families. We do this at work. We do this at schools. I think that needs to change. Like, if you look at your look yourself, you're an amazing broadcaster. Bill, everyone knows that. Thank you. So you're, but if you're an employer uh, and your coworkers just sees you as the broadcaster, what can we get from Bill? Well, he does these great interviews with fantastic guests like Theo. That's what he's good for. That's how we're going to relate to him. We don't really care about him as a person, as a human being, but his family, but what's going on in his life, and who he is, what he cares, how he, uh, what he thinks about. Then we're objectifying. We do this at home, too. I, I still remember uh, in, in my practice when I had this man refer to his wife as her name, by her name, and she cried. She cried because for as long as she can remember, she'd just been mom, mom to the kids, and even referred to as mom by her husband. She was just a mom, and so she was being used to being related to as what people could get out of her by that role. Uh, I talk about this with my students. At the beginning of my classes, Oftentimes, students come rushing up to me, and they start asking me questions about assignments. And I say, stop. Ask me how I'm doing. I'm not on a question uh, responding, answering machine. I'm a person. Relate to me as a person. So I think the bigger picture is how we learn to think about people beyond just what we can get from them, beyond just what their role is, who they are. How can we relate to people as having value on their own other than what we can get from them? Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.